Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast, your host, Kevin Parker. And that's all today. Riding solo, uh, Scott and I, you know, due to the Thanksgiving holiday here, we had some scheduling uh, problems. So riding solo here today to record our picks for the week. I have Scott's picks here in hand, and uh, I'm riding solo on the microphone for the first time in a long time, man. It's it's. You get used to having a partner doing these kind of things, and without Scott here, I feel a little bit empty, but uh, we'll we'll soldier through. We'll give you the picks for the week. We got a huge slate with Rivalry Week, some games, obviously, uh, that have some national prominence. Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, that, that's a battle for the Big Ten West this year. If Wisconsin wins that one, they get the Big Ten West clinched. Uh, you have obviously the the big one, Ohio State and Michigan. Winner wins the Big Ten East. You have Bedlam over Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. The winner of that one goes to the Big Twelve Championship game. And I think, depending on who wins, there might be a rematch, something like that. Uh, Michigan State obviously against Penn State. We'll pick that one. We previewed it on Wednesday, so if you haven't listened, make sure you do. We gave you all the key matchups and and things to look out for in that one. And if Michigan State wins this one, might be heading to a New Year's Six Bowl. Probably heading to a New Year's Six Bowl, I should say. And uh, Penn State looking to get back on track. Uh, we'll 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 get to all of the breakdown of that game, uh, my breakdown at least, and and our picks for this weekend. Before we do, I have to give you our record so far this year because I, I'm even surprised that that we're doing this well. So right now on the year. Uh, we've been picking four to six games, anywhere from four to six games a week throughout the season. And and we pick, obviously, the Michigan State game as well as the really the big game slate of the week. We try to pick, you know, if there's two top 25 teams going at it, if if it's a big matchup, we're, we're going through all of those. And right now uh, we are I am currently 36, 26 and one. Scott is 35, 27, and 1. Uh, these are against the spread. So we're doing pretty well here. Last week, we were both 1 and 4. So as I say that, uh, take everything with a grain of salt here. Any week is a total toss-up. If you gamble, you know what I'm talking about. But this is uh, also interesting because 
we're having a year-long contest between the two of us. The winner is getting $50 worth of MSU merch So of the loser's choice. So we are in a dead heat right now. We are deadlocked at 43 points, and the reason being that the Michigan State game is worth two. And I picked uh, Michigan State to – I picked Indiana to cover against us. And we I missed that one by, I think, a point and a half. And uh, Scott ended up getting that one on me. So I am a, a, a game ahead in terms of the overall record, but he has tied it up because of the MSU pick. This is the last week of the regular season. We're going to make picks for this week, of course. Uh, next week, we are going to make picks for the championship week. Uh, we'll go through every conference championship games, and that will be the final week for our contest. Following that, we're going to do a bowl pick them, um, and, and we're obviously going to try to incorporate you guys with that as well. So keep an eye out. Follow along on social media. It's at Standing Room MSU. The link is in the show notes. So if you're not following along already, make sure you do. And uh, we'll send out the link when we get that already, when the bull pick'em comes out. Everybody will be involved. We'll try to think of a prize for that. I want to do something. We did something last year during March Madness as well. So um, we'll, we'll try to have some fun with that with you guys involved. So uh, with all of that said now, of course, our, our picks are the updated lines, as, as updated as we can get them, from our friends at DraftKings. And this week, they have a promotion that you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Now that I'm saying this, you're listening after Thanksgiving, so use the promo code. They've been using this same promo for a little while here. Uh, $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Make sure your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. For the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we are a proud member, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. <gasps> Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Hopefully, everybody is fresh off of a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you got a chance to see your family, spend some time together, have some beers, watch some football. And and above all, I mentioned it already, but it deserves saying again, spending some quality time with your family. That's what this holiday is all about. Uh, I've had, uh, due to where I live, um, many times where... Unfortunately, you aren't able to to get the whole family together on Thanksgiving, and you know it's it's one of those days that you really miss when you don't experience it. So for for those of you that did, I hope you appreciated it, and and you know even the day following is is always even if you're going back to work, you have that that fresh Thanksgiving glow about you. You got that full stomach. You got the leftover turkey sandwiches. It's, it's a pretty good place to be. And above all, I need to say this. 
I pray to every God that you might believe in that you are not Black Friday shopping. Please, people, don't be Black Friday shopping. If you're listening to this and you are at a mall right now, I I pity you, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just it's the worst thing that has ever come out of America. You have this beautiful holiday for family and, and spending quality time together. And it's immediately followed by waking up at 4 a.m. to to go and buy a new TV. It's it's outrageous. You know, we got to remember what these holidays are all about. So that's my spiel. I really hope you guys aren't Black Friday shopping right now. Even that expression just makes me cringe a little bit. All that out of the way. Let's get to the picks. And it starts with the biggest game of the week in the country. It decides the Big Ten East. It decides who goes to Indy. Uh, and whoever goes between these two, I'm, I'm sure they will be a favorite in Indianapolis to head to the college football playoffs. So this one has big-time implications. For those of you who are mandatory college football playoff expansion folks, of which I am not necessarily one, Although I will say, you know, the more that time has gone on, I I do know that I'll watch the playoff games. It'll be fun with an expanded playoff. But you got to remember there are consequences that come with that. And this Ohio State-Michigan game this weekend is one of them. Because with an expanded playoff, you got to remember that whoever loses this game is still getting into the playoff. And when you look at this matchup right now, the winner goes to the Big Ten Championship. The winner has a chance to go to the college football playoff. The winner has a chance to win the national title. The loser loses out on all of that. This is for all the marbles, Ohio State, Michigan, a game that I'm sure Michigan State fans are rooting for Ohio State in. But the current line, so this is the big noon kickoff game on Fox. The current line, Ohio State minus eight, which I'm sure caught a lot of you off guard if you're hearing it now for the first time. Yeah. Ohio State's only an eight-point favorite, which, let me do the math here, that's a one-score game. So Vegas is predicting this one to be pretty close the whole way, and uh, obviously Ohio State winners of, what is it, 15 of the last 16 in this matchup. I was listening to Mike Valeni, and uh, he's picking Michigan straight up. He said he's bet the game already to for Michigan to win, and... I can see why there there are some attractive things about this Michigan team that that haven't really been there in past years, uh, especially when you're looking ahead to the Ohio State matchup. And, and first and foremost is the absence of Don Brown. I think you know Ohio State just had the formula to make mincemeat out of that Don Brown man coverage blitzing defense and uh, new defensive coordinator in there. I think that could make a difference here. And ultimately, I think. Michigan's got those pass rushers, man, between Hutchinson and and uh, the other kid that's blanking Ojibo or something like that. Those kids are game wreckers off the edge. And C.J. Stroud really hasn't had to deal with a whole lot of that this year, so that could make things interesting. But on the other side of that same coin, Michigan, their pass defense has been really good this year. The problem is when you look at the teams that they've played, I you just do not see any sort of threat there in the passing game. It, Michigan State is is probably the best of the bunch. 
You got Penn State with a banged up Sean Clifford on there. You've got Talia Tonga-Vailoa at Maryland, who even Michigan State's past defense held in check. And um, Nebraska with ta- with uh, Adrian Martinez. That that might be. I there's just not really any threatening passing games that Michigan's had to go against, and and that is ultimately the reason. This Ohio State passing game, man, I I don't know how anybody's keeping them outside under 38 points. And with this Ohio State defense seemingly rounding into form, I, I just don't see Michigan scoring 30. So give me the Buckeyes to cover this eight-point spread. I do think this isn't a total wipe-the-floor-with-them kind of blowout. Game's in Ann Arbor, and I do think this Michigan team is talented and and matches up relatively well. I just, man, I think this Ohio State team is on another level right now. So give me Ohio State covering the eight-point spread. I think it's somewhere like a 14, 15-point game. And Scott is also on the Buckeyes here. He is Ohio State. So both of us going Buckeyes as we move on to a 3.30 kickoff on CBS, the CBS game of the week. The Auburn Tigers hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide in the Iron Bowl, a game that has provided us with a lot of great games over the years. This is at the same time as the Michigan State game, so I will not be tuning in live this year, but I will make sure to catch the highlights because crazy stuff has happened, man. I I definitely love watching this game. And when you look in recent years, Two of the last three, I think it is, years that have uh, games that have been played in Auburn, Auburn has come out on top. So that's an interesting trend here. Alabama, currently a 19 and a half point favorite on the road. And this one makes me nervous, man. I, I really don't like this pick. Both Scott and I are going with Alabama. We're going with the Crimson Tide to cover 19 and a half points. Um, and I, I really don't feel great about this. And and it's because Alabama, while they're 10 and one, they've had a couple really, really good games, but they haven't really been blowing people out. Uh, I bet them last week to beat Arkansas by three scores and Arkansas kept that thing close. That ended up being a one touchdown game at the end. Uh, LSU, that was a six-point game. Tennessee was 20, but that thing was close in the fourth quarter. They obviously lost to A&M. Only a 20-point win against Ole Miss, which you say only, but that only covers this spread by a half a point, and this is a rivalry game. They beat Florida by Florida sucks. Um, And and then you're going all the way back here to, to early September to find a blowout win against Miami. So, this Alabama team really hasn't been the the Alabama standard that we've seen the last couple of years in terms of just clowning everybody on their way to a national title. So that does make me nervous a little bit. Thing is here with Auburn is they lost their starting quarterback, Bo Nix, uh, and, and TJ Finley is their backup. He was a transfer from LSU and He's one of those kids. He's got all the talent, you know, high four star recruit, I think it was, and uh, big, strong arm, but not a whole lot of game experience here. And last week he came in on the road against South Carolina in a loss through for 188 yards, one touchdown, uh, 53% completion percentage. So 
You take that against Will Anderson, one of the best pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher in the country right now for Alabama, and that Alabama defense that, while hasn't been as as star-studded as we typically see, we know how much talent is on that team. So uh, give me Alabama to cover. Scott also going with Alabama to cover. And I just think an inexperienced quarterback in an Iron Bowl, even if you're playing at home, Man, that's that's a tough ask for him to to even keep this thing close. So give me Alabama. I, I think they're going to storm their way into the SEC championship in Atlanta. That brings us where we're moving on here. We always do the Michigan State Penn State game last, so we will keep with tradition here and move to a four o'clock kickoff here. So for Michigan State fans, this is kind of a fun one because. We'll we'll watch the end of the Michigan State game, and then you can catch the begin or the 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 end of Wisconsin and Minnesota, one of the oldest rivalries in college football, playing for Paul Bunyan's axe. Wisconsin this year, man, this has been a a really interesting story because they started one and three. Their only win was against Eastern Michigan. Uh, they had a damn near thirty point loss to Notre Dame in there. They got blown out by Michigan at home. And then they have somewhat quietly rattled off seven straight wins led by their defense. Their defense has given up only 16 points a game. That's fifth in the country. And you have a Minnesota team that is as resilient as, as any I've seen. They So I, I bet the Minnesota win total over seven before the year started. They come out week one. They show a lot of toughness, a lot of skill lose by two touchdowns to Ohio State at home. And in a vacuum, you're thinking, all right, that's a good start. You knew you were going to lose to Ohio State, but you kept it close. You saw everything you wanted to see. But star running back Mo Ibrahim, he's lost for the season. So now you're down your best player week one. And I'm thinking, man, this win total's done. They go out, they barely beat Miami of Ohio. I'm thinking, man, this thing is done. Then they beat Colorado 30 to nothing on the road. Turns out Colorado sucks, but all right, got a couple wins there. And then you lose to Bowling Green. Bowling Green, one of the worst teams in the country the last few years, really. And this thing's cake now. You lost your number one back, your your best player on your offense, the guy, your heart and soul. You're giving him 30 carries a game last year. He's out for the year, and you lost to Bowling Green. Man, this win total's toast. They ended up losing their second running back and their third running back. So they're down to their fourth string running back. And this team has just kept it afloat. And I'm, I don't know how they're seven and four right now. So they're at least getting me my money back, which I appreciate. But this is a battle for, as I mentioned earlier, if Wisconsin wins this game, which they are favored to do on the road at, uh, at Minnesota, they will represent the Big Ten West in Indianapolis. If Minnesota wins this game, it goes into a whole bunch of tiebreakers and and either Iowa or potentially, uh, there was one other school that I don't have it right now, but if, if, Minnesota, or if Wisconsin loses and Iowa wins, then Iowa goes um, and, and there's a tiebreaker scenario where I think Minnesota might go. So it's, it's a whole mess, but Wisconsin's in a win and in position here on the road in a rivalry game it's a tough matchup and i'm going with those resilient resilient gophers here the spread right now is wisconsin minus seven so wisconsin's favored by a full touchdown i'm going with minnesota 
to stay within a touchdown here. I think they might win this game, but I I'm definitely think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Uh, a lot of a lot of three yard carries for both teams, and I'm going with Minnesota. Scott, on the other hand, Scott's going with Wisconsin. He's trusting the Badgers here, making this late late push, this late zombie push for uh, the Big Ten championship game. So this is our difference here, our first difference of the week. We'll see if any others come up. I'm going with Minnesota to cover plus seven. Scott is going with Wisconsin, giving the seven points. As we move on to the last non-Michigan State game of the week, Bedlam. Man, this is a this is a fun matchup every year. There's typically a ton of points. This year, the over-under is only 49.5. Usually, you see this thing up in the 70s. Oklahoma traveling to Oklahoma State, number 13 versus number 9 in this matchup. Winner of the Big 12 still has a real good shot at the playoff, the way I'm looking at it. Uh, so this game is is really big. Both teams 10 and 1. You have uh, this one is the late window on ABC, the primetime game. So got a big matchup here. And the, this Oklahoma State team, you know, you, you, speaking of like quiet, they are quietly putting together a hell of a season. And it's not in the typical Oklahoma State fashion. They are second in the country in scoring defense giving up just under 15 points a game. Usually we think of Oklahoma State and we think of this air raid offense. We think of, you know, 60 to 55 kind of games. That's that's not this Cowboys team. They are 10 and 1 right now. Their only loss was a 3-point loss on the road at Iowa State. Um and then you got Oklahoma on the other side traveling to Oklahoma State here and it's it's been a disappointing year, and it it feels pretty crazy to say that because they're ten and one. Um, but I, I think people have, uh, and and really myself included, have have really pushed this Oklahoma team to to expectations that are similar to an Ohio State, that are similar to a Clemson, that are similar to any of these other. Um, any other big programs, especially going into this year, you had a returning quarterback in in um, Spencer Rattler, who was a Heisman candidate and, and all of this. And it just hasn't really felt that great. I mean, they struggled to beat Kansas. They were losing to Kansas at halftime. They were getting shut out by Kansas at halftime. Uh, they lost to Baylor the other week by two touchdowns, pretty much. Um it's just been a weird year. They haven't really been putting anybody away. Their offense, they're scoring 39 points a game, but for Oklahoma standards, uh, their offense really hasn't been that good this year. And you would look at all of that, and you would go into this matchup and say, well, <clears throat> Oklahoma State should probably win if all of that is true. Um, and they are favored. I'm pulling up the line here. I just had it. Uh, Efforting, efforting, efforting. Oklahoma State is favored by four and a half in this one. So you've got an Oklahoma State team that objectively is probably playing better football this year. And you've got an Oklahoma team that really has struggled on the road. Here's the thing, though. This Bedlam game is dominated 
by Oklahoma. Historically, you go all the way back, Oklahoma is 81-19-7, but it Oklahoma has won the last six matchups in a row, and since 2003, Oklahoma State has only won two of these games, and some of them have been really close, some of them have been really high scoring, some of them have been blowouts, but Oklahoma State has dominated this rivalry, and I always think there's something to that. Scott and I actually both going Oklahoma here, which does worry me a little bit. I don't feel great about this pick. I I took Oklahoma money line uh, on a bet just because I like man, you win that many games in a row, you win what is that since two thousand three? That's eighteen years, so you're you're looking at sixteen out of eighteen, like. You're giving me those odds, I'll take them. So we're both going with the Sooners here. To be honest, it's a pick I don't feel really great about. But that brings us to our matchup here. Michigan State at home, senior day, battling for the land-grant trophy against the Penn State Nittany Lions. This line right now, updated on DraftKings, is Penn State minus two. And I'm currently asking Scott for a score prediction because I have his pick. And I don't have his score, and I'm curious what that will be. But this game, it comes down to injuries, man. It's Michigan State is just beat up. And that happens to a lot of teams at the end of the season, and we know that. And and it's you're playing in a tough conference, you're you're playing a violent game and you know, everybody's beat up and, and you you try not to use it as an excuse. But it's it's tough not to. And, and Mel Tucker has kind of spoken on this without significantly directly speaking on it until very recently. And he, he kind of mentioned, like, look, the starting 22 of this team is really good and can play with almost anybody. But the depth is a problem. And, and we're really starting to see that. And you're losing your top two wide receivers. You're down a starting tackle who's probably your best offensive lineman. You're down a starting linebacker with Kravers Crouch, who I, I'm not sure if he's going to play. He gave it a go last week. He did not look comfortable out there. They they pulled him pretty early. Um, you are either down or ha- have a banged up secondary with a lot of these guys. I mean, Xavier Henderson had to leave the game early. You had just... We're so banged up right now. It's it's really hard. Kenneth Walker, above all of that, is going to give it a go, I would definitely think, because he, he wanted to get in there against Ohio State more. You could, you could see it on the sideline, but there was no reason to rod him anymore. I mean, you, we can talk about the Heisman. With the way that game ended, man, I, I don't think it would have mattered if he would have found 100 yards and a touchdown. It it, it just you don't play a banged up running back with your season on the line still uh, against Penn State and into a bowl game. There's there's no point in running him into the ground in, in a game that was 49 nothing at halftime. But you could see I mean, that's the competitor in him. You could see he wanted to get back in there, which would lead you to believe that he's healthy enough to, to give it a go here this week. And and hopefully he's he's healthy enough to make some plays because we're certainly going to need him against a really good Penn State defense. Uh, We were pulling some of the numbers on Wednesday, and this Penn State team is 
among the leaders in the country in scoring defense, yards per play, yards per carry, yards per pass attempt, points per game, all in the top five. And the scariest stat of all is Penn State is giving up only 60% in red zone scoring. And that's not even just touchdowns. That's that's scoring. If we're looking at red zone touchdowns, they're giving up a, a less than a 30% clip right now. Number two in the country behind Georgia. Unfortunately, Scott and I both going with Penn State to cover minus two here. Scott's prediction, I just got it live here. Scott's going Penn State 24 to 16. I have this game in my head as being 26 to 20. So both of us going with a a loss, both of us going by about a touchdown. I have us losing by six. Scott has us losing by eight. I just think these injuries have mounted too much, man. It's it's just we're bruised and battered going into this one. And I I, I think this Penn State team is better than people think. You know, they they look at the record seven and four and, and think it's it's not a good Penn State team. But here's the reality. You convert one of those two-point conversions against Illinois. And I, I know we were playing this hypothetical game to try to find a, a way to make a team sound better. But all you have to do is convert one third down or one of those sec two third down, one of those two point conversions against Illinois. You win that game, and now suddenly seven and four turns into eight and three going into this one. And then uh, against Iowa, if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt, they're they're going to win that game. I, there's no doubt about it. I I picked Penn State to win that game. They were winning the whole way until Sean Clifford went down. And he went down pretty early in that one, and they still only lost by three. I think if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt against Iowa, you have and you convert one of those two point conversions, then Penn State comes into this one with a nine uh, nine win season already under the belt, a four point loss to Michigan, uh, only losing to Ohio State by nine. And suddenly you have a much better feeling about this Penn State team that went on the road to Wisconsin and won, that beat Auburn at home. It's a good football team, man. And and don't let the, you know, illusion of of this being a little bit of a down year for them um fool you. This this is a good football team. And unfortunately, Scott and I both have them beating our Spartans here this weekend. Now, obviously, we're not rooting for that. You know, I I Look, so what's the pathway to a Michigan State win here? I think, first of all, Kenneth Walker has got to be healthy and involved. I I just think if you're trying to ram Jordan Simmons into this uh, Penn State defense, I I don't see that going well. They have talent all over the field. Go back to our show on Wednesday. We detailed some of these guys. They got five or six clear-cut NFL players on that defense with another couple that will probably find their way onto rosters. It's it's a damn good football team on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and you're going to need some special playmakers to to try to take advantage. Without Jaden Reed, without Jalen Naylor, you're going to need Kenneth Walker, man, because it's, it's going to be dink and dunk city in the passing game. I can't really f- see us hitting too many explosives over them. So you're going to need Kenneth Walker to make enough plays. And try to get you 25, 27 points. And then on defense, this Penn State team, they they like to throw the ball. They have a couple really good wide receivers. Jahan Dotson is a first-round NFL draft pick. That kid is a stud. 
you gotta find a way to scheme these guys. And, and it's just, it's been the same old story all year. I know. And and that's, that's the whole, if you're listening to this saying, well, we're not going to stop any passing game. Yeah. That's why Scott and I aren't picking us to win because I just can't see it. I know Sean Clifford isn't the best quarterback in the world, but he's got some really good receivers to throw to and a really bad defensive backfield to to throw against. So I think you're going to have to find a way to slow down Jahan Dotson, bracket coverage, double cover him at times, like mix it up, try to find ways to, to slow this guy down because Jahan Dotson is a game record the same way, if not more, as as David Bell at Purdue. So I, I think if you're looking for a pathway to Michigan State winning, it's finding any way, every trick in the book, open it up to try to stop or at least slow down Jahan Dotson. And then on offense, Kenny Walker's got to eat. He, he's got to eat. He's got to go for some big plays, 20-plus yard chunk plays, and scoring in the red zone is really tough against this team. So if you're going to nickel and dime it all the way down the field, that's fine. Um, once you get into the red zone, they really button up, and that's going to be tough sledding. So unfortunately, Scott and I both picking the loss here. I really hope we're wrong. I really hope that we pull this one out because I want this win bad, man. I, I really want this win bad. A 10-win regular season that the 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 fan psyche comes into play there that feels so so good i want this one bad and i know you guys too so if you are going to the game uh, we mentioned it on wednesday but if you weren't listening please get there early it's senior day represent for these guys they appreciate it so much when the when the crowd is packed and giving them the the respect and the the appreciation that they deserve this senior class has been through covid they've been through a coaching change they've been through good seasons they've been through bad seasons um they they deserve the 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 shout outs the respect the cheering the applause from all of you so if you're going try to get there early if you're not going i hope the beer is cold i hope the couch is comfy i hope uh, everything works out for you And of course, I hope we get a Michigan State victory. So until Monday, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope we get a win. I hope you enjoy the game. We'll see you guys Monday with the recap, and we will break down the game. We will break down all of our plans here for bowl season as well. Obviously, we'll have a couple weeks off here um, in terms of the, the Spartans on the field. But here with the Standing Room Spartans podcast, there is no time off. There is no off season. There is there is nothing of the sort, as you know, if you've been listening for a while. So until Monday, I hope you all have a lovely weekend. We will talk to you soon. Subscribe, follow, and please share with a friend. Go green, go white. Take care, folks.